Welcome to another episode of Sketchy. My number is 14. And I'm Mr. B. Today we're going to be talking again about the Olympics. hey We're going to be doing it while it's going on, because let's face it, it's the most interesting disaster that you're ever watching. Every day there's something interesting that happens. Like, And I don't just mean one thing. I mean like a whole fucking bunch of things. Well, yeah, happen. most of these disasters, they play out within like 24 hours, you know? Well, they're, the, they're, the news cycle chews them up. They're gone. But with Rio, yeah, well, you nobody have can follow up though. Days and days and days of disastertainment. I guess so. I mean, it's an it's an apocalyptic kind of event. So, <laughs> I, if you haven't listened to the last show, I suggest that you do because we make some predictions. And this show, we're gonna catch up with those predictions. We're gonna see. Let's see how we're doing. Let's see how we're doing. Let's let's do the the. I guess we're we're kind of. In competition, so it's like who's gonna? We be did make some this? predictions, yeah. but we, this is a gentleman's bet. So even though we're gonna have to judge each other's, like the news, does this fall into the category of X Y Z that you said? Uh, we'll we'll have to kind of be generous and and be gentlemanly about it. Are you ready? But still, I want to win. Sure five, thing, six. sure thing. Yeah, I'm gonna win. Okay, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so, uh, doubtful. <laughs> okay, but so, first, okay, uh, what were you? What doing? are you drinking? What, no. Sorry, I thought you were going to say, what are you doing this weekend? Or what do you do this weekend? (laughs) What are you doing this weekend? I'm not propositioning you. (laughs) What if I gave you a million dollars? Oh, God. It's not enough. Okay, what are you drinking? I am uh, drinking drinking? uh, another Rusky's Blue Ribbon. Ooh. Yeah. The P to the B to the R. PBR. Not a a sponsor. No, definitely not for now. Well, in honor of the state of the world, I'm drinking a beer from our home province called Feinzumond, End of the World. End of the World. And it's a 9% fucking beer that's more like wine. Yeah. can't drink that it's stuff. It's a painkiller of sorts. Actually, it kind of reminds me of Jewish wine. It's a fucking sweet, dude. It's a pretty sweet beer. No? You know, well, fine? The, the beer that I'm drinking, yeah, yeah. It, it is pretty sweet. Yeah, it's kind of weird having a sweet beer. It's sweet. That's the weird thing, actually. Once you start passing the five percent, they start getting sweet, and you're like, "This, uh, this is uh, not pleasant to the palate here." Well, you know, uh, ethanol um, has uh, quite a few calories, and you do metabolize it. Yeah, it's a form if, of energy, really direct form. In if, fact, if you metabolize too much, you get a, some side effects. But uh, I heard that you, some people say that it might be a benefit to drink ethanol before working out. It's a really uh, immediate form of energy. It dulls the pain a little. Yeah, so maybe you're going to do a little bit more working out. Or it could go horribly wrong. I don't know. Well, you know, I was I was watching this uh, neuroscientist explain what happens when you drink. And alcohol is one of the only things that can cross the blood-brain barrier. Oh, wait. Did you watch that uh, documentary I told you? Watch the addicted one? Is uh, that what you watched? I have just started that one, but it wasn't that. No. Although they probably go into the same kind of thing. They do. Um so the, the it goes through the blood brain barrier which not many substances can and um and based on which region of the brain gets affected by alcohol first first you feel super good sure and then uh maybe two drinks in three drinks in you start actually getting a lot more energy or the sensation that you get a lot more energy because it's messing with these neurotransmitters and one of them keeps you calm the other one gives you energy. So sure. progressively you go through this phase and a bunch of other stuff happens later. But I feel anyway, it's a- after three drinks, I feel like I could run a marathon. <laughs> and then promptly barf. Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I think by, uh, I'll be out of breath before I fucking 
barf but you just feel like you're right i'm like ooh, i'm bounding with energy i'm just gonna run a marathon yeah the way you remember it you're a marathon hero (laughs) the way the public remembers it you're a smelly guy sprinting through the park every time i drink i'm always the hero of my own story it's amazing you should try it actually that's the thing about drugs though really i mean their effect is to make you feel good about yourself because let's face it man there's a lot of times where you just don't feel so good and there's a there's a lot of reasons why you shouldn't feel good let's face it man you're not that great (laughs) (laughs) well there was an interesting study that that found that about 75 percent of the population of let's say of a typical country like say the united states uh 75 percent of people will have zero impact on policy or any decision in their world or environment you are probably that 75 percent you're that uh butterfly trapped in a hurricane hey and i say you as in probably me too all right let me put myself in there because i ain't no world shaker okay i'm not affecting fucking policy or any of that shit well you've given up your name for a number so i think you've resigned to being just yeah anonymously insignificant and i'm not even number one (laughs) hardly i didn't take that number that's too much not even in the top 10 yeah i mean number 14 i mean imagine you're in a race and you're number 14 first of all no one's going to complain if you if you raced against 100 people and you came in 14th that's not bad like yeah, no yeah, one's gonna say like you're a loser but no one is gonna at the same time you're not gonna you. be in the paper or anything like that no i suppose no, i would not no. you would not i if i if i was in the paper it's because i had committed a crime and that was the only famous thing that i had done yeah You'll notice that when you're like an absolute nobody, they'll find the weirdest thing about you. Or, or the say. most grody picture. <laughs> <laughs> no, nowadays, everybody's got a stupid picture with them holding a gun. Don't take that picture. Don't, don't be that take dude. that picture. No. Well, don't, don't commit a crime. Uh, okay, do we really have to crime. cover that one? Yeah. Do, don't, don't do that. Just, hey, hey, put that selfie stick down, if buddy. You're, if you're the fucking person who's like, you know, I really want to take that one picture of me pointing a gun at the camera. No. I mean... Well, maybe they want to be found. Maybe yeah. they want to be discovered. Maybe they want to leave some... Tell me there's not a fucking creepy. computer algorithm that's not searching for fucking gun pointing at a goddamn camera photo and instantly terrorist database. I mean, that's what i do. There has to be. Oh, man. It's just a there smart move. To be. That's the fucking smart move. I'm like, guy holding a gun. Hmm, possibility that he could do some violent, very high. Should we turn on gun detector? algorithm fuck face recognition gun recognition detection just how much a person loves the gun and post pictures about them you know what it 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 correlates the gun to the person holding it and the expression on their cold cold face (laughs) i think it's if if you just point at the camera it's obvious like what are you saying to the world especially if you post that on facebook you're i'm like i'm gonna shoot you that's basically what that photo is yeah i'm gonna shoot you in the face so uh i don't know hey fbi or whatever or NSA, more like, get on that shit, get on yeah, it. Yeah, on. pretty weird to have constitutional rights that uh, deal with guns specifically. That's that's a strange thing to call out in the Constitution. Well, it's not strange if you consider the the circumstances that surround well, the creation. Because here's the thing yeah, about... Initial, initial conditions are everything. No, but they even, explain all the weirdness. I know, it's but, true, but it's still weird. No, but like, look, the problem that you have is when you think about America as a country now, it's the, the its history has become kind of mythologized. They think... All these guys came down from heaven and created a country. They were 99 feet tall and they were wiser than deep blue. I'm like, no, there were a bunch of rich dudes that saw a very 
good opportunity to separate themselves from uh, the mother country. And you know, in the process, they were like, well, let's try this experiment. Now, it could have been any other group of dudes, rich dudes that had a, a very different idea about what a nation should be, right? I mean, they just happened to win. And if you think about it, it's probably mostly a fluke. They managed to convince France to give them a whole bunch of fucking help. I mean, who does that? But like the most fucking charismatic old lady fucker in the world, Ben Franklin, who is the guy who is, he wrote a book about how to fuck older ladies. This is the kind of guy who you send when you need to talk diplomacy, because guess who you who you gotta fuck to get some shit going now. You know what I mean? Some probably some he fucks some old ladies. I mean, history is dirty. History's motherfucking dirty, yo. <laughs> I feel dirtier now. Thank you. Speaking of dirty, let's talk about something like the Rio Olympics. Cause that's Ooh, just, did uh, you see the diving competition today? Uh, I did not, but you told me about it. So yeah, picture give, give, the the Emerald City. Only the city is a cesspool. Green algae blooming cesspool. Now there's two pools, so you're it's a great way for you to see an example of a well kept pool and one that has a good possibility of giving you ear infections and worse. I mean that's some fucking. Yeah, we'll we'll post a little picture if you haven't already seen it. Clean pool versus dirty pool. (laughs) (laughs) It is quite uh, filthy. So that's the kind of thing that has been apparently been happening gradually over a couple days. Apparently, yeah, no one's in charge of putting chlorine in that pool. Oh well, even though gonna, like things will quickly five feet fall over, apart. there's a clean pool. Yeah. Well, things will quickly fall apart because you can always like leading up to something, patch a few holes, make it look good. But it's the stress test of human beings that will always yeah, and, and the test of being block. consistent that oh. they will consistently fail. <laughs> I guarantee. If only there was like a betting thing, I I, I just oh, put you money know there on there are bingo funny. cards circulating around the internet with uh, Rio, kind of like what we're doing. Oh yeah, yeah, that's with real disasters. Maybe we should get in on that. Well, somebody already had the the same idea I had with a logo for uh, the the Rio the the fake Rio logo, where it's two dudes <laughs> with the gun. <laughs> Jack and some other guy with his hands up as opposed to three Holy people holding moly. hands. Holy moly. It's uh Okay, so there's a Belgian, Belgian uh punched after chasing down thief who stole his friend's phone today. <laughs> uh French intelligence, I'm just going to read a couple headlines. Let's see see if any kind of stick to our predictions. Yeah. French intelligence warns the Brazilian authorities uh warns Brazilian authorities about a suspect linked to Al-Qaeda and ISIS that might have entered the country who escaped house arrest in Martinique and was last seen in French Guyana, the border city with Brazil. Wow. Does so, that, does uh, that... That's number two on my list was a terrorist attack or some kind of hostage situation. Uh, it's looking pretty good. Media bus has had two windows smashed after being shot at while traveling between venues. Is between that my venues. Is that my number three? Well, uh, a possible sniper. A possible sniper. Although he's not very good. We're not going to know if that's the sniper because he might not yeah. ever get caught. Well, I'm, I, may, I may need to rethink my prediction because I had said he'd kill 15 people, but two missed shots? I mean, come on, dude. Like, did you not practice before the fucking games? Oh, boy. Unbelievable. I do like how the first gold medal that America won was for shooting. So, I mean... I guess the Second Amendment is good for some. Congratulations. You are the gun masters. Nobody wants to fuck with you. That's, uh, I guess that's good. Maybe. I I guess. I guess. (laughs) I guess. Wow. Yeah. So what's another headline? Well, there's a bunch of athletes getting arrested for sexual harassment of either each other or 
maids or service people. Uh, there was a Namibian boxer who was uh, arrested. Uh, there was also a Dutch gymnast who was sent home for drinking. I guess it's not a disaster, but it's kind of... Wait, uh, you know, how, how else are you going to cope with Emer- emerald green water and all the the cesspool of joy around the uh, the venues? What was, okay, I'm trying to remember your predictions here. They involved... What was like the major ones here? Okay, so I had uh, a doping scandal. Now, I, I'm still putting my chips on that one. Well, yeah, sure. I mean, it's just started. Because the, the Russians have just come in, oh, and yeah. uh, apparently I mean, none of the pregame doping testing was done. They decided to wait till after the games for some suspicious reason. Oh, for an obvious yeah, reason. Yeah, for an obvious reason. It's um, easier to strip medals away than it is to fucking have any honest guy. Yeah, yeah. No, and I made some predictions about the athlete's village. I think there were some incidents. There was a few incidents. One guy yeah. got stuck in an elevator. I do know that. <laughs> a tennis player, I believe. Nice. So, I mean, does that, that does still doesn't seem like the most, I mean, maybe we need to wait on yours because they seem yeah, like Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're a little bit more stressed. But testy. what was your number one prediction? I'm trying to remember what it was. Uh, oh, <laughs> okay. So the number one, if I recall correctly, was uh, there will be a shot in front of the, uh, a clip in front of the world stage of oh, uh, either a sailor or um, maybe a swimmer. Uh, emerging from uh, one of the bays covered in human feces, covered in shit, crying. That was right. <laughs> that was my. Did you uh, add that crying just now? I did. No, no. Oh. Uh, go back. You'll uh, oh, check yeah? it out. Okay. Yeah, it's crying. Right. And uh, <laughs> but there there was a rowing uh, incident a couple days ago. I think the um, there was a team who was rowing and they capsized in one of these bays. Who knows what their health condition is? I haven't heard, but they're probably sick. That's what I'm guessing. Yeah. No antibacterial suit can act quickly enough or effectively enough to protect you from that human that filth. Guanabara human goodness. Guanabara goodness. <laughs> um, so we'll see. Yeah, mine are a little bit more. They're they're, they're coming. They're, yeah. they're, I'm, I'm letting them bake for a while. Well, my coup one, my number one is looking pretty good as even one of the torch bearer had written on his ass... Uh, when he went around nude, because as soon as they gave him the torch, he drops his fucking pants, and then he basically has that, uh, you know, get rid of the the Michael <laughs> Mesmer or whatever his name is. I forget what the fuck is Memer. Oh, the, the temporary. The temporary uh, guy. Yeah, he's like, get the fuck out of there. So yeah. they're even. They're like, hey, temporary dude, your days are numbered. So uh, yeah, I mean, he got booed. He got booed when he was like welcoming the games. <laughs> got booed. Michael Turner. Temmer. 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 There you go. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he dropped Trow? He dropped fucking Trow wow. and, and like got filmed. Like he was the torchbearer. <laughs> and he decided to use that to fucking tell Way to the, go. Uh, the interim president. Man. He should go into the he, fuck down. He should go into marketing. Uh, so He's got bow. <laughs> what about that French gymnast who had his oh. leg broken in three places? I did see the video of that as well. I haven't watched real. it yet. I'm actually, yeah, my virgin yeah. eyes haven't seen it. See, he lands so hard. He's like... I don't know how many flips in the air and when he lands, he just like, bam, lands in his legoscope. Nah. So Snap. don't, uh, didn't they have mats or how did that they happen? They did, they did. But I mean, typically when you land, uh, you're not supposed to land. With your knees with, locked or well, something. With also that much force. and Gross. And I don't know. I think that he was kind of like a little bit too pumped up. You know, when, when he, in that jump, like, I don't know if he had just too much fucking adrenaline. Like one of the things that happens in combat sports, for instance uh, which involves a lot of adrenaline, is that you can just have this surge in the first few, let's say, 30 seconds yeah, to a minute. Yeah, yeah. And then after that, you're just fucking done. But 
I think he had a crazy surge and just had a bit of a gorilla moment and just launched himself like he was a fucking missile. Wow. And unfortunately... Well, you are at the Olympics. Yeah. That's adrenaline for you. But, uh, yeah, so when he was being uh, carted off to the ambulance, they fucking dropped him. <laughs> Way to go. Thanks, Obama. It feels almost like a comedy. I mean, is this their first time? You drop a guy with a leg broken. Add to that oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the uh, the very expensive tickets that were sold to some of the nautical events uh, that had no view of the actual pool, no view of any kind of event because of some pillars. While at the same time, many of the uh, venues are completely empty, or not not completely empty, but mostly empty. Can you imagine running in the race of your life and there's fucking nobody there's nobody. There. There's nobody. And the security lines are winding around the block and they just can't let people in fast enough because they're just disorganized. So do you know also why the military coup is probably the most likely thing? Do you know how many troops are in mm. Rio right now? 85,000? 85,000. 85,000! I mean, that could, uh, that could... That changes the fucking government pretty that's fast. That's kind of incendiary. It's, uh, it could... 85,000. Could get hot soon, yeah. Goddamn tiny quickly, city. quickly. Holy shit. That's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, check out the, you know, the, there's some videos of, uh, these children thieves sneaking oh God, up on people. There's so many, so of, many of them. My as goodness. As soon as they follow you, just beat the shit out of them. That's my best advice. Like, uh, there's just a kid following shit. you. Um... Take out a bat. Fucking you got to do something about that. That kid is not your friend, buddy. He's, he's basically scoping you out to steal whatever he's going to steal. And he might have a little knife on him that he's going to use to cut your clothing. and probably Not cool. Oh, man. What a great yeah. place for tourists. Yeah. Go visit. Go visit. Uh, it's kind of like they, they had this kid from a Make-A-Wish Foundation who wanted to go see this... this I, I forget which event it is. It was definitely... In the early days of the Olympics. So they bring him all the way there. And because of like all the traffic problems and, you know, organizational problems, he didn't get to see it. That thing that he went to Rio to go see. Traffic jam. And I, I bet you $10 he doesn't get out alive. <laughs> that is not good. Somebody's going to steal his stay, wheelchair. Stay strong, uh, Make-A-Wish Foundation kid. Stay strong. You know what? That was a, that was a dumb dream, kiddo. That was a dumb dream. Like, Not you want to go to this mess? Come on now. Come on now. Although, you know, he was probably too busy dying of cancer to read the news. But uh, it, it it helps. If you're going to travel to another place, you should probably do a little bit of research on it. I mean, there's no place uh, that's kind of like your your dream. You know, there's a, there's a harsh reality out there. And all those fucking Rio people are learning it real fast. Real well, fast. apparently China is sending their own policemen to protect their citizens while they're in Rio. That's a vote of confidence. So what would happen if there was an incident and with Chinese police, with the, what kind of powers do they have and what's that about? I guess the rule is just don't get caught. <laughs> oh, man. That seems to be the Rio way. Yeah. Well, that is the way of the world nowadays anyway. It's just don't get caught. Or if you get caught, you know, just deny, deny. And nobody's going to really try to follow through. It doesn't matter. Yeah. 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 It doesn't matter. Do people have follow through now? Really, no. Follow through. Uh, this is why every piece of news that you're reading about this, these Rio disasters, I doubt anyone's doing any follow-up. No, I mean, there's bullets that are striking uh, the horse competition. Uh, apparently, someone from a nearby favela was angry that there was a blimp flying around because, you know, police use blimps too there, apparently. And I was just shooting at the blimp, and because of the parabolic arc okay. of the bullet... It just happened to zing right into the equestrian uh, village down there. 
Steve, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what happens with guns. So many guns. Yeah. Fan fucking tastic. Good job, Rio. You know what? I Good job. I, I want to add. Somebody's gonna die from a stray fucking bullet. You know, it's gonna happen. Oh boy, Are you, that's your number six. You're adding number six. Just a bonus one. You get a bonus one. You want to add a Sadly, bonus one? Sadly, it might be a save. But... Like things, things, things are happening. Things are in motion. You've read the news. You get to have a bonus question, just in case we have a tie. So what is going to be your bonus? Uh... I thought we already had a bonus from last one, but okay, no, I'll, I'll make a new one. I think the, uh, gosh, uh, there will be... There will be blood. <laughs> there will be blood. There's going to be an embarrassing, um, uh, an, an embarrassing uh, bribery scandal caught on live TV streamed around the world. Like what a hot mic kind of bribe? Yeah, hot mi- hot mic kind of like where's my fucking money or something <laughs> like that, you know? Some something like that. Well, there was already that coach from Kenya, I think that uh, or forget which country. It was an African country who got caught uh, in a kind of like asking for his bribery money. So, oh, really? Oh. Yeah. So it's just a, okay. it's kind of a matter of time. Well, I got my bonus. Yay! Just a mat. Well, he did. It wasn't a hot mic. Okay, it wasn't a hot mic. Wasn't a hot mic. You said hot mic. Fair yeah. enough. Fair gotta enough. be gotta Fair be specific, enough. and okay. I'm saying an athlete will die from a straight bullet. Gotta be real specific. Athlete, yeah, yeah, Ooh, yeah, yep. And it'll be like a super young one too. Full oh of promise no! Some shit. Their oh, event no. coming up. Take it out by bullet. <laughs> Awful. Awful. Well, you know how many people well, died. There's a lot of riots how many going people on. Died before the Olympics started. The, the construction people. Four thousand the... people died. Like Ooh. this is the police basically eliminating people they thought were a problem and what they do is that they pay people in the favelas to basically find their targets so you're kind of like a hitman you know you pointed someone and the fucking police go and kill them that and your job you're, you're basically paid to hunt out these witches but really you could be some unscrupulous dick who's just fucking cleaning house are you thinking what i'm thinking uh new olympic event <laughs> what Human hunting, <laughs> right? I right. mean, they should give a medal, right? Uh, At the, the end, most, the what, most uh, frags. Well, it's like it's, they basically have that with shooting. They just need to have a couple human targets hidden around the city, and the first one to fucking eliminate the human target wins. Now that uh, would be riveting television. That's a Brazilian sport, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But four thousand fucking people, and and this is these are uh, warrantless kind of uh, wow. Police actions. It's Insta basically justice. Judge Dread. Yeah, Judge Dread. And there's Judge Dread in the fucking favelas. Only got a silver medal at the Judge Dread games. So you live there, and you've had a few fucking friends that oh maybe the worst thing they did was dealt a little fucking weed or something like that just to just get by. I mean everybody's got a story, and then they get off by the police. What you're supposed to have a lot of motherfucking respect for that shit. Mm, Not cool. Yeah. I don't Not think cool. So. I mean, how is there any solidarity in in this kind of society? And, and this is something that's really missing in general from our society. We have less and less solidarity with each other. You know, we, we just kind of, we don't want to be involved with anybody else. We want to live in our own fucking little bubble. But such a thing is impossible. You do not live in a bubble. You are so dependent on other people. I cannot stress this enough. You're a baby. All right. If, if the fucking chain breaks and you've got to go and feed yourself, what the fuck do you think is going to happen? You're going to first of all, you're going to shit your pants like a baby. And next, you're going to cry for food like a baby because you don't know what to do. Do you? I mean, I don't know what to do. We're all fucking babies. So we that, that's why we all huddle at like the teat. And when things get rough, we're like, no, no, I can't do anything. I'm useless. You are useless. You're the most useless generation that's ever existed in the history of mankind. Congratulations. 
useless. All you can do is post cat videos. You know what I mean? Like, you are the useless generation. Pointless. <laughs> what are you going to eat, other people? You don't have There's the plenty guts. of them, though. Yeah. If that's your plan, it's not a bad plan, actually. Except yeah. for one problem. If you eat... Like any of the oh, neural parts those of like prions, the body, though. they well, I mean that's a different thing. But if you <laughs> if you eat like the basically the neural transmitter of your entire body, the nerves, if you eat too much of that shit, the fluid that's in that nerve will fucking start to give you the sh- the old shakes. Mm. That's why you can't eat a lot of humans, especially you cannot eat human brain. You will have the motherfucking shakes forever. You'll be like, you're a cannibal shaker, man. Wow, that sounds bad. But what if it's delicious? It probably no. I, I mean, during an apocalypse, yeah. during an apocalypse, like in a alive, crashed in the the Andes well, kind eat of situation. Whatever, there's the fewest nerves. So a lot of buttocks. Ooh, there's no no nerves in the butt. Well, I mean, there's some, but I mean, it's not as uh, like. Have you ever it's been really dense. spanked that hard uh, on your butt? Yeah, it's eh, all right, you know. But if yeah. if you were smacked that hard on any other part of your body, you'd be crying. Right, right. So you got. Uh, well, you that's know. real practical advice. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that uh, fake meat burger that's like making the rounds? Oh, the lab grown shit. No, well, uh, this one is. I don't think. Oh it, no, it's a plant that it's they a use plant a, a fibrous plant. That, so um, it this one could be the real deal because instead of trying to simulate or, or sorry grow meat instead of emulating the different flavors of a cooked burger or uh, growing actual muscle tissue, which isn't really... I mean, that might pan out. I don't know, but I, I just don't see it. It's too slow. It seems expensive and, and wasteful. What this one guy did, a former Stanford professor, he figured out the component kind of chemicals that went into raw meat, raw hamburger, and um, was able to go and get bits and pieces from most like common cooking ingredients that people have been using for hundreds of years, except for one. And it's the same chemical compound that makes your blood red. It's called hema, like hemoglobin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And figured out a way to get that in there. And apparently, it, it's blood red. It the burger bleeds. Shut your you can cook it mouth. to any degree of rareness. They they even took it to France and um, and served tartare to Parisians who love that crazy shit. And they went nuts for this it. This is it. This is it. When it cooks, it it's all fatty and and bloody. It tastes like a burger. So now apparently. we're gonna have to make a decision. How many creatures that we used to eat do we keep alive? Because otherwise they'll go extinct. Well, you put a cow in a zoo is what you'll end up doing. Because, you know, we're, we were always so nice to them. We have to keep them. No, I actually but. think that we what we need to do is we probably... Uh, one of the reasons why we're sicker now or why there's a lot of asthma is that... You know there's no Amish with asthma? Huh. And that doesn't really surprise me. They're very connected re- to nature. There's some reason to believe that, you know, since we spend so much time like living side by side with animals sometimes in our fucking own houses, uh, that there's something to be said about the need hmm. to have some of these other animals there to pro- maybe te- constantly test our, our immune systems because a lot of diseases are shared. Yeah, I, I don't know if it has sure to if do it's... with pets, but I, I do buy the. If you're constantly exposed to like common dirt and pollen and things that are in the environment that. You know, people today call allergens, and probably people <laughs> connected to nature would just call like nature. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then I, I buy that one. I buy that. I don't know if it's because of cats per se or dogs that live in close proximity, but 
Well, think yeah, about how many. Things, it makes sense. Look, there's there's going to be times where that that relationship is disastrous. Like for instance, this, the swine flu, where a disease that originally starts from one animal jumps over to the next. It's kind of the same thing with SARS. Um, you know, the, the this was kind of like the consequence of other animals sharing a lot of our DNA. Right. But at, at the same time, like maybe you you have to kind of like I don't know get a get a bit of a dose of it because I feel like to some degree like. I don't know. Maybe we're we're so disconnected from nature in in cities that we wonder why do people who live in cities live less long, even though they live a higher quality life in general. And you're just like, I think that the way that we build our cities makes us sick, dude. It's it, pretty fucking it, sick. There's there's a lot that's being written about uh, over sterility, like keeping yeah. things way too clean, living in a germ bubble, and you know, not. Uh, training our immune systems at a young age even even breastfeeding like not breastfeeding uh has been apparently linked to a not so healthy immune system so you're probably right what we think we're making things better by living a super squeaky clean life but um mr there, clean is the enemy yeah Clean's there are those the who think that the, the reason why children you know uh, suck on their thumb and play with dirt and stuff is is largely due to training immune system. Like that's the sort of evolutionary biology view on things in some circles. It's a fucking um, war. I don't think it's there, a crazy man. hypothesis. It's I think it, it deserves more uh, more investigation. Well, I, I just think that maybe what if what if you needed to have a dirt floor? Mm-hmm. Like that that was the whole thing. That you, if you if you didn't have a dirt floor, if you had this thing that you're constantly yeah. brooming, then there what there wouldn't be enough of the microbacteria that. Right. Forms part yeah. of nature that you're breathing in all the time that you need. Like, this wood floor could the, be the, the fucking The second worst you're ever. exposed to real dust in the air, you, your immune system freaks out yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. You're like, you have nature as your allergen. What the fuck, man? You're part of nature. <laughs> Three, two, one. But the, the weird thing, too, is the benefit of li- living in cities. So it turns out that if you look at the life quality of people, Every 100,000 people in a city, your uh, your standard of living will go up by 10%. Yeah, well, that's the sort of network effect of cities. Um, apparently, there's a... I'll try to find the study if I can. The There's a constant ratio of the number of people. If you double the number of people, your income goes up by 15% or something like yeah, that. Yeah, regardless, it's significant. Regardless really of the type of city or yep. the architecture it's just the, or the amount political of system. Yeah, exactly. It's really kind of fucked up if you, you know, you're, you're, this is a, you can directly observe the benefits. And this is why, okay, so let's talk about what you did last weekend, because this is kind of interesting. You went over to uh, one of the largest cities in the world. I did, I did. So, yeah, one of the things I've been, uh, I sort of have a hobby of uh, looking at cocktails and uh, recipes and sort of the, the culture and, and learning to make some of these interesting uh, drinks. Uh, the revival of these pre-prohibition drinks and and so on and so forth. So I kind of geek out on that stuff. And um, I put together a little trip to go down with with a buddy and... um, Oh, it's his birthday. Yeah, and and actually, you know, do it. And and we had a a big list of uh, places we wanted to go. Some of them are the best bars in the world. They're consistently rated in the top uh, top list. Uh, Some of them are really influential, like the... The best bartenders in the world today were trained at some of these bars, so it was really, really interesting to see uh, see these things firsthand. We made it, but uh, man, the the trip down, like going from uh, one sort of major city. We were in Montreal, uh, in Canada, and 
driving through sort of rural America. There's a good five or six hours of rural America before you're in New York City. Holy moly. It's depressing. It's, it's a lot of boarded up homes. It's a lot of boarded up crappy, homes. Crappy, like it's, paint chip falling it's, off. It's honestly depressing. Yes. And, you know, I sort of grew up in a small town and it was sort of around urban, uh, sorry, rural uh, rural people and, and communities, farms. And I, I think it's actually quite different in Canada. It's very different. I, I mean, the... There, there isn't a marked difference in the quality of life, I would say, between people who live in a town and people who live in a city. Sure, there's a difference, but it doesn't seem that huge. Um, in, in the States, I don't know what it is, but these towns, they, they, they look one step away from being a ghost town, some of them. The food in the diners, you know, they, they, the diners look really cute and quaint, but it's just not tasty. The people are depressed. It's... It gave me the EBGBs. Well, okay, so I was kind of freaked out by it. You, you got to understand that the first thing, the, the reason why Canada looks so different to you, especially the rural areas in Canada, the main reason is that it, Canada is a tiny strip of land where people live. I mean, it's kind of hilarious. Oh yeah, yeah. Ninety like, percent of the population lives is in two hundred miles or from the border of, of the U.S. border. And so, sure. if you're warm if you're spot. small town, the odds are you're actually very very close to a, um, a urban center. So you're you will still benefit from a lot of the elements of those cities. Now the and and it's not just that. It's like a good example is one of the major influences in terms of quality of life is health. So if even if you have a small town in Canada, the because of the, the subsidized healthcare, you will have like healthcare facilities that are able to still manage small towns and still have a pretty high quality. Right, right. While in American towns, you're just not gonna exist. There's yeah, not enough people the bottom to is market much lower and, and so yeah, there's yeah. no money to be made from these people and so their health will deteriorate, which means that they're they're more likely to miss time at work, so they're less employable. There's a there's all kinds of weird ancillary benefits that the United States doesn't have because of the way that their society is structured. And so people who are on the peripheries of these like major urban centers are fucking ignored. And you can, you wonder why, why is it that in places that are, are, you know, in rural America, why are they so ignorant? And you're like, well, there's no schools or even if there are schools, the, the Teachers are terrible. They're not very well funded, or, or they're using books supervised. that basically say that evolution is a is a theory and not proven. And there was definitely a vibe like that, which was really surprising in in sort of the northeast part of the country. Well, you hear these stories about the South, but uh, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a pleasant experience. Um, at the same time, we were trying to play Pokemon Go, uh, Pokemon Go, and. Um, it, it, it was a weird parallel because when we were going through these small towns, there were no good Pokemon. And when we got to the city, it was like a million of the rarest, crazy <laughs> ass. It was, it was actually really fun to play, believe it or not. And um, we were just joking around with it. But it was kind of like life in the States. If you're not in a big city, the game sucks. You can't okay, win. Let me ask you this question as a Pokemon question. Do you actually make your Pokemon fight or you just fucking collect them? I am so non-committal about these things. I'm no, but what do I you am, have, what have you what me, features have you used in the game? Me personally, I've done nothing except collect uh, Pokemon and I go to the Poke stops. Yeah, I see, haven't done any of the gym stuff. I'm I'm no I, no for, forget all of that. I There's, just leveled up to the point where I technically could go to a gym, but I don't care. Okay, that but Pokemon much. is not a game. This is what people don't realize. No, it's, it's, it's not. not it's not. It's like a data harvesting tool yeah. to yeah. see where it, people are. Because in a game, like yeah. for instance, <laughs> the, the Pokemon are supposed to fight. You haven't had one fucking mm -hmm. fight. 
Me, I haven't. In but fact, the fighting is apparently terribly done, and the gameplay elements of the game it could be, are yeah. rotten. Like it, anybody yeah. who actually loves Pokemon games, who who have played them studiously, will say that once the glow is gone of actually of of this weird fun interactive virtual world element right, right. once that kind of fades away you're like this game is a piece of shit I, I, i've heard that the game is a piece of crap too yeah. and like it's interesting in the sense that uh if you can make so many millions or who knows a billion people play this thing with a shit game then wait for the real game to come out like that's going to be really cool so that to me is just an indicator that augmented reality stuff is is going to have a killer app and this is not the end of it oh god no yeah but but yeah you're right it's a total waste of time i was walking around manhattan and all these kids were coming up to us and uh they were, they asked us if we were playing pokemon and they're like yeah yeah we're playing and they kept on trying to trick us into going down these fucking dark alleys claiming that there were some rare uh, rare Pokemon and, and shit like that. So uh, it's bringing people together, but it's also bringing bad people together. It's bringing the worst of people together, yeah. too. Bringing the worst of us. Well, there's out. definitely been... There was a person a couple of days ago Probably who was shot pocket. and murdered uh, you know, while playing Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, there are car accidents. There, there's going to be all kinds of fucking things that people... Like, one person who was playing Pokemon discovered a dead body. Yeah. I mean, that's Noise. one thing about going out there. Look, you know what I'd rather they make instead of Pokemon Go? Why don't you make, like, Nature Go? Where the whole thing is, it marks every fucking tree or piece of nature out there. Why don't you take your phone and you go find an oak? Find a fucking well, maple it, tree. It, Gotta catch funny. them all, bitch. It's funny. Like, the idea came out that, you know, why, why trap fake birds when you could build an augmented reality game that actually tracks real-life pigeons in a city and you just sort of tap on them and you virtually capture them, but... I like the idea of a nature game or one that makes you go and try new restaurants or one that makes you go and pick up trash to clean up your community or you know yeah, that, that one's good I you, like you know that. what I mean like there's an adventure you get points you gamify sure I mean it. like you take a picture of the piece of trash that you fucking put in or, you get a point or something hey a new bike trail opens up and you gotta go down this thing to collect more bike points who who cares do something productive with people's time well you know what this is just one big proof of concept and I think. But do you it's know what the, that the, it can the work. proof of concept is? This like okay, well, I'll, I'll talk about what I'm what I was playing, which is more interesting than your Pokemon Go. I was playing No Man's Sky today, which mm. just, it just came fucking out, and so I decided I've you know, I've been following this game for months or whatever. I fucking needed to play it, and this game reminds me of a bit of that kind of we were talking about go out and explore nature because it's it's almost exactly that. So you let's say you're on a planet. And you see a flower, that some kind of fucking weird looking flower. You've never seen this flower, no one else has. It's generated by an algorithm, so there could be all kinds of different versions. So your job is to catalog this as a species. But I'm like, shit man, this, this job is still needed here on Earth. For fuck's sakes, like, please tell me in 10 years we can have such a great tracking system that we could actually get amateurs to go out there and help do science that would be amazing like forget your fucking virtual dumbass creatures that you're not even fighting each other with you're not even using the game the way it's supposed to be used <laughs> all you want to do is have a gamified world because we've seen time and time again that the as soon as you make some kind of fucking well-designed incentives you can get human beings to do anything anything right you can make the worst job pleasant if there was a fucking like little trophy for every 50 times that person did something just mind-numbingly dumb. 
I mean, are you different than that doggy who wants a treat just to fucking jump through the hoop that's on fire? Really? Do you have that conceit? Oh, no, I'm, I'm more special. No, no, no. You want your little rewards, too. So stop being so fucking snobbish about it. Just embrace that about yourself. Be like, I am a dumb monkey that can't fucking do anything unless you trick me into doing it. And that's what gamifying is all about. Tricking you into being motivated. And that's the fucking hardest thing in today's world, right? Being motivated. Because I think we've been trained poorly with games. That's the problem. We're expecting everything to be gamified. So, I mean, the good news is we're totally fucking primed for it. You know what I mean? Like a Pokemon Go is a perfect example of how primed you are to just just, just give you a tiny amount of reward. Ooh, there's something out in the world for you to collect. Go out there, dummy. I mean, like, you don't even know anything about Pokemon, B. What the hell do you know about Pokemon? I know name, nothing. Name me four Pokemon. Oh, God, there's a Pidgey, there's a... <laughs> How many do you have in your collection? Uh, you know what? I have quite a few. My yeah, phone, you can't. My look. phone's not here. But good because um, this is a challenge. I, I did catch a couple, couple interesting. Yeah, but you got to know their names, fucker. There's a oh, got a Wiggle, a Pidgey. There's a Worm one on the yeah Worm the one. I don't think that's its name. No, there's a Wiggly, a Pidgey, um, a Ratatat. No, that's a band. A rat, <laughs> Ratat. Uh, God, and there's like a spooky one. That's spooky that's one. It's like grimy, mm-hmm. grimy. I think that's one. That's four. Mm. Close enough. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. That was just, tough, though. Did I, you I, see the look on your face, boy? I just barely passed. <laughs> Fucking. I, I got a fifty-nine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but we he had to pass him. We pass him because the professor doesn't want to see your face. I mean, again. first of all, how does anyone get a fifty-nine? That's a, this is a weird. No, <laughs> that that's a weird. weird. It's fucking weird. Uh, yeah. So video games. You know. Yeah, so No Man's Sky is like the perfect example of what I think we should strive in terms of exploration. I think people are curious. You know, like they, they want to explore the world, but we just, I don't think we've ever made it interesting for them. Right. I mean, when you went to school, what is the most interesting thing that you learned about nature? Oh, I learned, I mean, for me, physics was the most interesting yeah, thing. And but the most interesting that, thing I learned self-education about... self-education right there, buddy. Yeah, but interesting thing I learned about nature was that the... Uh, if you if you look around nature and you look at the distribution of stars or the sounds of like waterfalls that the the distribution of sounds and and light uh, that appears is like equally distributed at different uh, wavelengths so that explains uh, pink noise it explains a distribution of energy um, uh, amongst uh, you know heavenly objects it's it's fascinating fascinating stuff that the universe is lazy well, the universe, yeah, like the things, <laughs> I guess it's the, the greater truth there is that the universe follows some very simplistic laws, but ends up creating the most mind-boggling complexity. And if you're fooled by the complexity and unable to make that intellectual leap back to those simple laws, then you're kind of missing the whole fucking beauty of nature, which always astounds me about, you know, creationists. They're They're missing like the most cool thing about evolution it's it's just based on these very very rudimentary laws or like flocking seagulls or or a school of fish well, no, none of them individually know the whole pattern but they just have a very simple thing like keep the keep the other bird to my left and all of a sudden they they make a a cool uh, flock so anyway you know what <laughs> speaking of creationists i think what's funny is that maybe the big problem we have is we we've, we've never had 
uh, a, a really great way for to, to make effective propaganda about the the myths of science because look I, I use the word myth not in a sense of saying that something is not true, but more in saying that if you were to, to come up with a, a myth of of creation, right? Let's compare the myths of creation of every fucking religion out there with what science has told us. I mean, the most impressive of the myths are always the same. Some giant dude cuts himself up or does something to, like, make the universe. And the universe, the way that it's described in these things, is fucking tiny puny insignificant puny boring. and uninteresting yeah. and and there's like there's not even no. everything in in these myths have to be described from a human centered uh you know perspective which is kind of the worst way to go about trying to describe the universe <laughs> these yeah. are like desert people yeah. essentially like once you remove the human from the equation of telling a story a much more interesting picture appears <laughs> where all of a sudden you realize just the the scope of things where actually you don't your brain can't fucking handle it i mean if you think you can understand the size of the observable universe no you can't come on you really can't even if you've watched the most interactive fun little graphic to try to you know encapsulate it i mean you cannot hold more than nine individual objects in your head your brain will just kind of compile it into more than nine and nine <laughs> is for like really smart people you could probably hold about three or four. So when we're talking about, you know, billions of billions of billions times billions of billions of billions, you really think you got a scope on that shit? I mean, I don't think so. I don't think so. Billion. It kind of reminds me of that ancient tribe that didn't have a number higher than three. It just had one, two, three, and then more <laughs> yeah. than three. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's basically what your brain is like. Your brain is like more there than three. There are apparently still cultures today walking around that have uh, really, really basic counting systems. Never needed <laughs> to go further so they did. Never needed to know more than three. Seriously? Like, I mean, you weren't curious. You never, never dreamt of anything bigger than three. But look, oh, I, the invention of mathematics, as far as I'm concerned, is a fucking crutch because you can't hold those numbers in your head. So you got to fucking com come up with some tricks. Well, yeah, as a fucking tricks, tricks are things like variables and calculus yeah. and linear algebra. I mean, these, these are, are tricks. The algorithms. And tricks are not just for kids. No. <laughs> you, you know what they are? They're force multipliers. They allow you to see beyond uh, what's the on the horizon there. Or what's in your tiny little brain. Yeah, like, what's in your tiny little brain. Trust the algorithms. Don't trust your old brain. It, it will break down pretty fucking fast. I mean, it will it will go insane if it tries to understand some of these greater concepts. Like, literally nuts. You are going to be frying a piece of your own shit on a fucking, on a heater if you try to fucking mess with that shit. So, you know, keep, uh, like, keep uh, Georg Cantor. Mr. Cantor. Look Poor mathematician. Look him up. And you know what? All His crime was realizing that there were more than one kind of infinity. Yeah, he, he classified infinities and, uh, some say it, uh, caused a break. In his mind. Well, sure. If you go to someone, and, and, and you've probably had this argument before as a kid, where you say infinity plus one, what you should have said was you should have defined what type of infinity you are, because you can have some tighter infinities, yo. Well, and yeah, that's where it is. For sure that's you where can. it's at. For sure you can. Like, what's the tightest infinity? <laughs> right. Well, like a basic example, you have the uh, 
infinite uh, numbers, infinite integers, so like minus two, minus one, like zero. Like whole numbers. One, two, three, four. How many, are there more of those than uh, two times that, that set? So like all the even numbers? Is it, which set is bigger, right? <laughs> right? Well, you can map every single element of set one to set two, like zero maps to zero, zero, one maps to two, two maps to four, three maps to six, and on and on it goes without losing any. So those two sets of infinities are considered the same. But uh, compare that, let's call that infinity number one. I don't know if that's what Cantor called it, but uh, let's take another one. All the numbers between, all the uh, real numbers between zero and one. Well, you have 0.1, you have 0.01, you have 0.00001, There's no way that you can make a one-to-one mapping between those elements. So the second set is between zero and one is a way bigger infinity. Yeah, it there's there's an infinite amount in between that set. As it right. opposed to the infinite amount and, of numbers in that first set. And they can't even be enumerated, because you can always find a number in between. So that's totally different. Which it's is, a completely different infinity. Right. So right there, at this moment, you're ready to go nuts. Yeah. Pow! What go, the fuck? Go ah! to the sanatorium and cook yourself up a fake hamburger. Yep. And then someone's going to tell you that, that we have to invent numbers that don't exist or aren't real. Oh, to try to solve... Numbers fucking problems yeah if they're not real then why the fuck are they so useful <laughs> right hello when we need them hello to solve problems we, we really do need them like a, okay so explain to me in a way that won't get me crazy what an imaginary number is exactly okay well an imaginary number or a complex number has a real component and an imaginary component what's an imaginary component it's uh think of the square root of one of uh, sorry minus one, one. Right. uh or zero, in, in the sort of math not no not even dividing by zero but think of just the math you learned in high school and uh this is all there's there's a ton of good videos of people explaining it better than i will right now but um if if you need to think of number a times number b that gives you the answer of minus one well, with the number, the kind of math you probably came across in high school, you just can't do it, and it's one of those undefined things. It'll make your calculator go ERR, right? But it turns out that's not the end of it. You can go further. You just need to decide that the square root of one is the symbol called I. We it's call like it a I. temporary little place. Well, at at first it seems like a stopgap, but. The ramifications are so significant in other fields of, of mathematics, abstract algebra, and all kinds of other proofs and, and number theory, that it's hard to convince a sophisticated mathematician or someone who's read a little bit more than, than the, the basic definition that it's just a mere definition. It's, they're so, it's the underpinning of so much more that's useful in engineering and science and, and theoretical physics that um, it solves real-world problems, but through this sort of imaginary make-believe land that ends up canceling itself out just right at the end of the problem and giving you, ta-da, the perfect answer. So it's just amazing stuff. Uh, we, we call it I, so I times I equals minus one. And so you have these numbers called complex numbers that will have a real component, say the number three, plus some other imaginary component, maybe um, two, 
So you'll have real number three plus two times this i, and it becomes kind of like an arrow, a little vector. And it turns out you can add them together, you can subtract them, there's a way to multiply them, and um, weird shit starts happening when you multiply them. Instead of doing what you would expect, the arrow starts rotating, and that has a significant uh, kind of link over to, to trigonometry and all the things that you learned about sine and cosine. Anyway, fascinating wait, let me, let me ask you this fascinating. question. And, and the logarithm E. Okay. So, so, so wait. I don't want to go down the rabbit hole Let's too not go much, down that rabbit hole. But it's but fucking magic. I was going to ask you this question, because the entire time you are explaining me what this imaginary number is, it reminded me a little bit about... The kind of imaginary universe we make when we're, whenever we're trying to determine, like when whenever we're doing quantum f uh, physics, for instance. Oh yeah, and then the, perhaps this up everywhere. Like, and, and what I'm saying is that okay, so you know how the entire universe that we have, we don't, we can't track most of the matter. We, we don't even know where the fuck most of that shit is. Yeah, we invent this. It's this kind, kind of, of an, like, un, an unsolved problem. Right, an today. unsolved problem. Yeah. But what I'm going to suggest is maybe, just maybe, just maybe, there's this whole imaginary universe that's just right there. To solve the problem of where where everything else is, because it doesn't exist, and so the universe just exists while this imaginary calculation is going on. But eventually, it's just going to collapse in on itself, and you're fucked. That's what's going to happen. Well, it's going to cancel itself out, and then it's over. You know what they say? There's no I in team, but there is a fucking I in universe. Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> He's right. Am I right? All right. So now we're finished blowing people's minds here. Boom. Actually, yeah. I don't think we blew anyone's minds, yeah. but. It's, it's fun stuff. Look it up. Look, hey, if you don't think that it's weird that there are multiple infinities, then uh, I don't want to blow your mind. because No, there are completely different categories of infinities. And uh, in a way, the world gets a little bit more hopeless because there's all, all of a sudden there's no longer just one infinity. Oh, my God, there's like an infinite number of them. But in a way, it's, you can harness them. And you can start manipulating them in equations that you know you, you couldn't do before. You were able to categorize them, and that's kind of an amazing. So this fact. is probably why, of all of the sciences, the the people who believe in God the most are mathematicians, because they probably feel like gods. Well, the you mess know, around with the, universes and fucking imaginary the, kind of planes of thoughts and shit. The truth of the matter is, in a dusty old tome in the back of an Oxford uh, library, uh, God's been derived. <laughs> Mathematicians in the know, no, they've derived him. They've, they've derived by doing him. so. They've actually negated him and, in a, and in a sense, canceled him out. So that's the great tragedy. By right. by creating a mathematical proof for God, you actually destroy God. It's a weird thing, yeah. Yeah, it, it turns out he's not even the infinite infinity. He's just like the seventh one. Isn't that weird? <laughs> you'd think you'd be more powerful, but he's... No, he has like and... a bunch of big brothers or whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we don't talk about that. <laughs> there are larger infinities more than him. I mean, yeah. like he's an insignificant infinity compared to the other all beings that exist out well, there. Well, uh, maybe next time we'll talk about simulation theory. Oh, how we're all living in a giant... How it's unreasonable to think that we're not. And that's kind of... Mm -hmm. Well, let, let's talk about it next time. Yeah, we'll talk about it next time. Because yeah. I'm going to yeah. bitch slap that idea. Back all right. Baghdad. <laughs> Wait, where does it originate? <laughs> it just sounds good when you say back to Baghdad. All right, well, we're, we're going to be back next week anyways to cover... Uh, the Olympics is it the uh, how long do the Olympics last is it well, the the three weeks or... oh man exactly uh, it... well <laughs> they are supposed to end 
Are you saying that they're not going to end like when they're supposed they're to? They're supposed to end. Uh, when are they supposed to end exactly? Look we, at the we should know this. I'm Look just... at the schedule. Oh wait, they don't show the last part. Yeah, I know, right? I think it's the third. It's the. I think it's like week two weeks or that. three weeks. Twenty-one days of Olympics. Twenty-one so days. So three weeks. Um, if all goes well, they'll make it all the way to the end. Let's hope <laughs> they do. Yeah. So we have uh, we have two more shows until it's all over. Yeah, um, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna bang, we're gonna stick, bang it we're out. Gonna stick. Well, I mean, the first part is always the real. Obviously, we go on tangents, but uh, before we go, I, th- there's one thing I kind of want to say that. Uh, makes reminds me of this whole Rio thing is that you know even though I said that this is you know the Rio could definitely push people to the edge after I finished watching a special in the first world war I gotta tell you it takes a lot more to drive people to the motherfucking edge especially now like I said we're a bunch of useless fucking babies I don't think anybody wants to be pushed too far you know yeah you know what you're, you're right human resilience is just mind-boggling and uh you know, the, we're getting a sneak peek into what Rio has been like for a very long time. And it is shocking us. It's appalling us. These dead bodies floating around. These couches that these uh, rowers are hitting. It's just crazy to us. But this is, the, this is how Rio people live on the reg. And human resilience is, is wild. So yeah, the, the, the breaking point for, for a whole country... Uh, tends to be uh, pretty yeah. pretty far out there. Yeah, pretty yeah. far out. I guess the one good thing about this is that at least we can we have an honest look, because we were all ignoring Rio before, but you can't fucking ignore this now. Right. Yeah. Like when we're complaining about the Rio Olympics, we're honestly I don't give a shit about the Olympics. No, we're, not this. We're com- we're complaining about how things have gotten this way. Yeah. And did we even cover one sport? I think I mentioned one Olympic it's goal. It's 2016 and people on earth are living this way. And uh, to to a large degree it's it's their own fault for perpetuating it. But the global uh, you know, the global community is also to blame. And, uh, you know, how do things get this way? There are certainly cities that are worse off than Rio that we're not even talking about. Well, let me ask you this question before we go. Do you think that in our modern society, corruption will get worse or better? A uh, very complex question. I would probably, you know, just... I think there's a the very simple going, answer. It, it'll probably get worse it because get worse inequality time. breeds all kinds of madness. No, but it's not just that. There's one very good reason why it will get worse is because... There's there's no uh, in journalistic integrity. There's no need for journalistic oh, integrity, I see, I see and no that. one gives a crap. And you know what? Artists who have traditionally played the role of social critic are doing absolutely nothing. Yeah, are there any good so. wartime anthems? No. Nope. Are there any uh, political counterculture uh, movements that are really sticking it to these hypocrites? No. Well, at least no if they, well, if they are, they're they're still too small. If they they're are, the the people aren't even interested in in listening to that kind of stuff. Well, then you haven't hit the Which fucking is a right sad message. State of affairs. You haven't hit the right message. Do you don't think that people who are easily goddamn led can't be led to see the world your way? If you haven't done it, you haven't done it right. That's the problem. Yep. People are easily manipulating. You're just not doing a fucking good job. And trust me, there's a lot of animus in people. You you just have to hit the right chord, and that's not. Just, Nobody's hitting that fucking right chord. I think someone hit some animus in Rio in Guanabara Bay. <laughs> it's nasty. All right, all right. All right. All right. We'll catch everybody next week.